The EC Podcast exists to equip believers to make disciples and love others for the glory of Jesus Christ. Bobby Payne, and welcome to episode number 31, where we're going to discuss discipleship. With me today is Pastor Aaron Case, Pastor Jonathan Mitchell, and Pastor Gary Singleton. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey, good Thank to be back. You. It's good to see Thanks, you guys. Sir, good Appreciate to see you. you, Bobby. Glad you all are here again to discuss a once more important topic. I mean, that's what we do every week, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to jump right in. Someone tell us, what is discipleship? That's a great church word we use. Most people probably have a good idea of what that is, but go ahead and just kind of lay out in some some common terms, what is discipleship? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just the, the book answer um, is a Christian disciple is a person who accepts and assists in the spreading of the good news of Jesus Christ. Christian discipleship is the process by which disciples grow in the Lord Jesus Christ and are equipped by the Holy Spirit who resides in our hearts. To overcome the pressures and trials of this present life and become more and more Christ-like, this process requires believers to respond to the Holy Spirit's prompting to examine their thoughts, words, and actions and compare them with the Word of God. All right. Yeah, that's great. So I think this is a great question. They're kind of two questions in one that kind of run together. So now that we know what discipleship is, where does it start? Slash, who is responsible for discipleship? Yeah, uh, I mean, from the beginning, when we think about discipleship, when we think about taking hold of faith and instilling faith, um, the most important place that that happens and where the primary response uh, responsibility lies is with parents in the home. If if you have parents who love the Lord follow Christ, then it's their responsibility to give the greatest treasure that we will ever know that has ever been given uh, to their children. And this isn't a brand new idea. It's not, <clears throat> it's not just a new covenant idea. Think back to Deuteronomy with the Shema. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Um, and we're told to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, uh, and strength. And um, and then it goes on to say, these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall do what? Teach them diligently to your children. This is a, this is a process, a lifelong process. Discipleship is gritty and sometimes dirty. It's, it's answering tough questions. It's um, living hard truths. It's um, admitting when we're wrong and we've messed up. Discipleship is um, difficult at times because uh, many times it you're you're around when you're discipling someone it means that you're around them and they see you um you know it's it's not like a mission trip that you can go on one week you're there and you're gone and they see maybe the best of you mm-hmm. and when you're discipling especially your children like they see you and they see how you react and they see where you fail and that's why that's why it's important um to instill a faith that will 
um, that will stand tall when the storms of life come. And, and so when we say primary responsibility, I would say first and foremost, it's on, it's on the parents. That's where it starts. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. And I, man, I, I don't, I'm not sure of really many other areas where, again, I, you know, I hate to, <laughs> to always say, you know, where we're failing, but my goodness, this is, this is an area where all of us struggle in one sense or another, um, you know, either to disciple at all or to be faithful in, in family worship or just to be a faithful, um, not, not being a hypocrite, right? Not being what the world claims we already are, fair or not. And so, uh, my goodness, this is, this is something we must get right. And if, we, if we've been terrible at it to this point, it's where we need to repent. You know, if you have your kids out of the house and you're looking back at all these areas where you failed, uh, now's still the time. You know, if you're if you're a widow, if if uh, you know if you're single, if wherever you are in life, um, no matter how you failed in this area, it's time to repent and turn. Because uh, as as Pastor Jonathan said, basically, I mean, it's a lifelong process. This is something that we'll never stop doing until we're in front of Christ. Um, we'll need it, and we'll also need to give it. And so um, we need to get equipped and take seriously, you know, the commands that God has given us, that's for sure. And you all have said it from the pulpit several times, I know, and we've said it on the podcast, like, everyone's being discipled by something, either the world's discipling them, you know, we've referenced it in uh, pointing to children, a lot of the episodes we've talked about, um, you know, discipling children or things like that, the world's doing it, or we're doing it. Like, those are the two options, and, and you're right, I think, Pastor Aaron, that the church in general and, and men, women, moms, dads have oftentimes failed and therefore the children are being discipled by the world instead of, you know, by God-fearing parents or, or family members. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the beautiful proclamation of Scripture. I think of Colossians 1, 28 and 29, it says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. I mean, this, this is the goal. This is the calling of every Christian, right? Um, this is, again, this is the reason why we must take it seriously, because it's a godly calling. Um, just as our election is sure, so is the fact that God has called us to bear much fruit. And, and so um, just working out this, I, I think, again, just another absolutely timely episode um, that I pray is, you know, equips our families and those who listen for the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Aaron, you saying that reminds me of uh, uh, Luke 9, uh, 23. There's two, two verses in Luke uh, that talks about this. Luke 23 says, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Uh, the Lord's called us to um, uh, disciple uh, our children uh, to disciple, you know, our, ourselves to disciple others, uh, and, and we're commanded to do so. And, and also later in Luke 14, 27, um, Jesus says, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Uh, the Lord is, um, uh, again, commanding us to, uh, uh, to discipleship, to uh, through uh, whether it be our children, uh, our our friends, our neighbors, um, 
ourselves like we are to um, be training our, our minds, our hearts, uh, through the reading of his word, through prayer, uh, through the fasting and um, um, uh, uh, what we talked about in another podcast, uh, uh, holiness, pursuing our personal holiness. So um, we, are, we are commanded to do that. Yeah, and this is something that we have to make sure we understand. While we, we definitely believe it's the primary responsibility of parents to do, just as uh, G and Aaron alluded to, this is a call for every follower of Christ. No one's exempt from this call. Uh, we think of the Great Commission, right? Because all authority has been given, um, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ, uh, the followers of Christ are called to go, therefore, and make disciples, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that Christ has commanded, knowing that he's with us till the very end of the age. And So if we know that's the calling, of course we're going to start with those closest to us, and we should, but we're also called to go out. And this involves friends, this involves um, neighbors, this involves enemies, this involves peoples of all nations, tribes, and tongues. And so uh, discipleship's important because uh, this is how Christ wins the world, is through making disciples. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about what that means for us is um, whether you are an introvert by nature, you're an extrovert by nature, uh, whether you feel uh, gifted in certain areas, whether you feel like missions is an amazing uh, thing that you can do or whether you are scared to death of it, the truth of the matter is no matter what place in life you are, wherever station God has you, you are called to be a disciple maker. You're not exempt from it. And um, knowing that changes the way that you view everything. Um, It changes the conversations you have at work. It changes um, the way you act on your sports team. It it changes what you do at family holidays uh, because now it's turning. I mean, and there's nothing quite exhilarating. We know this if we've had true gospel conversations. Nothing is quite can change a conversation to this like heart pounding conversation. Knowing hey, like eternity hinges on this. Like it's it's crazy how God just works in that. And then you you know that you're doing what what Christ has called you to do. You're you're doing what the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do. It's it's quite an amazing thing. It's something we're we're definitely called to. That I mean that puts a huge responsibility, but it's certainly not anything to shy away from because like you said, Johnny, there's there's some high stakes implications here yeah. when we're talking about this. Yeah, and I think I think we deny ourselves so much joy when we deny discipleship. Yeah, yeah. I mean right. you you hit the nail on the head. One thing um, that I believe Christians who lack joy are generally those who lack, um, are who are lacking, I should say, and not only sharing their faith, but in discipleship. Because I, I just think of this past um, Wednesday, I had an amazing conversation um, just of the way God saves and his, how sovereign He is and how good He is with this lady um, who is just so special to our church who's asking these questions of these huge, you know, these huge questions that we've all got to, to battle through. And, and just to see her eyes open up and her heart open up and for her to see the word as her standard and just to talk as brother and sister and just to, just on, to be on a different level, right? Like, 
and God just blesses that and moves in it, and there's edification for both of us. And and it's just so, I don't know, it's just so amazing. And I think a lot of times when we're lacking joy, we can look right to the fact where we're being purposely disobedient in these areas because we're saying, as Johnny said, well, you know, I'm an introvert. I don't feel worthy. We've got to start crucifying that mess because that's been an excuse for far too long. Look at the train wrecks of disciples that we have before us as examples. One was uh, basically, you know, a mercenary. One was a tax collector. One was a loudmouth. You know, you just go all the way down the path and you see all these different personality um, traits, but you didn't see Jesus say, well, now hold on, you know, this really isn't on you, bro. You know, there are certain giftings for sure, but one thing's for sure, we're to be disciple makers and to be discipled. So we need to be open to it and be pouring into others at all times. Amen. You you men have said this before, and it's so true that um, everyone has a testimony. Everybody has, um, everybody is capable of discipleship. In other words, like you have a, have you been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ? Then you have the, the absolute ability to make disciples, share your testimony. You might not uh, know um, all the major verses of the Bible, but you know that you've been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, hmm. and to share that and make disciples. And, and I think that that go that what you were just saying, Gary, that's pretty important in discipleship because you know understanding, hey, I don't know everything, but I'm going to be transparent, and I'm gonna, we're going to walk through this together. Um, I think is creates a relationship to be able to do that long-term discipling that Johnny was talking about earlier. Yeah. And, you know, it, the, the cheesy word is, you know, we're going to do the life together. And, and you know, that's like the, the coined phrase lately, but it really is. You're, you're opening up, you're pointing others to Christ, whether it's your children, whether it's your, your you know, a friend or whatever, and, and you're doing this together. It, you have to be humble, you have to be transparent, you have to be honest, as you continue to strive to become more like Christ. Amen. And I, and it is something, obviously, as we said, you know, all of us do. It begins in the home um, where we're failing, repent, you know, and start being faithful. And remember, again, for the thousandth time right now, like, you're not pointing them to you. You're not meeting someone so you can point to all your amazing God knowledge you're pointing them to Christ, you know, and and so being part of a local church is going to be at the epicenter. This, you know, this is going to be the most important spot. You need to be involved in a local church that will hold you accountable. We were we were talking in the prep for the show. Um, that's exactly what baby dedications are, right? We're we're standing in front, and the family is standing in front of you, begging you, church to hold them accountable. You see them get out of line. You don't see them at church, check on them. Uh, you see their child in the need of, of the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You help. You jump in. But why? Because we're family. It's not, that's not my kid, or our kid doesn't do that, or you know all the, all the gossip stuff. It's no, that's my sister. That's my brother. That's their child. That, that is the, the, the family God has given them and brought into my life to help nurture. It's, you know, we need to look past our own noses and, and to our family and see the kids, to see the others. And it, and it all starts with a good, healthy local church. 
um, where again, like you said, Bobby, um, where we're open with each other and also willing to hear, you know, what we need to hear in regards to being discipled. And I think we'll just keep, we'll drive on forward here because you started what the next point was, is how do we do this both individually, you know, in the one-on-one situation, and then how are we doing this, or how can we get better at doing this as, a, as the church? And, you know, we can be as specific as saying, you know, here at EC, this is, this is kind of what we want to see happen. And, and I think that, I honestly think that we started, started it a little bit on the, how we're doing Wednesday nights, creating that, that uh, integrated worship to where, you know, it, it will naturally create these relationships and these bonds and nurture some sort of discipleship between people that may have never crossed paths to begin with. Amen. Yeah. I would say, um, first of all, that, you know, do you put Jesus first? Is Jesus first in your life? And that's, uh, you know, not 90, not, uh, 90% is Jesus, and then there's that 10% um, that you just won't let Jesus in. No, Jesus needs to be first in all, in all areas of your life, and whether at home, whether at work, um, whether you're going to the grocery store. I mean, God needs to be first in all areas of your life and at the forefront of your mind at all times. You know, do you, um, are you in God's Word? Are you reading God's Word? Are you studying God's Word? Um, and are you obeying God's Word? You know, the Bible says those who love God obey God. And that's what, you know, we're called to do. We are absolutely called to um, love God, obey God, um, uh, put God first in all areas of your life. Uh, and also, you know, are you a true believer? Because a true believer will be producing fruit. There will be fruit in your lives. And Aaron said this, uh, I believe it was this past Sunday. You know, if there's, you know, who better to judge that than maybe like your family, your closest friends? Do they see fruit in your life? Um, are there uh, evidence of a changed heart in, 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 in your walk with the Lord? Um, there, there, if, if you are a true believer, there will be, absolutely there will be fruit in your life. Um, do you love God's people? Or do you um, uh, not just fellowship with them, but fellowship in a deep way in that you know uh, your brothers and sisters? You're in their lives. Uh, they're in your life. You guys are. We are um, um, keeping each other accountable. You know, that's a... Uh, we are commanded to do that. That's part of discipleship. And then I would say the final thing is evangelism. You know, are you, do you have people that you're pouring into right now? Do you have friends? Do you have uh, your family? Do you have acquaintances, people at work? Um, do you have people that uh, you uh, are absolutely pouring into, pouring God's word into, uh, maybe just have like a, uh, a Bible study with uh, you and three or four other people, or you, or just you and another friend. Are you pouring into somebody? We're called to do that. Yeah, all those are amazing things, and um, you know, I, th I think one 
one thing is think about like Paul and Timothy's relationship. Paul calls Timothy his child in the faith. And it was like Paul was taking personal responsibility for Timothy's growth as a follower of Christ. And, you know, what if, what if we did that for not, not just our family members, but, but people that we know that God has placed in our lives and, and vice versa. Like we, we just saw them as, as someone that we want to invest into as our child in the faith, whatever that might look like. And, you know, undoubtedly there's people in your life, like I think in my life right now, that if it, if it weren't for specific instances, I wouldn't have in my life. And so uh, making the most of those opportunities and those times, you know, whether it be like for me on the golf course, like I'm, I'm with people that I might not ever be around and they're stuck with me for four hours, you know? And so am I, am I making use of that time? Am I redeeming that time uh, to point them to Christ and to, to, to ask them deep truths and, and uh, to, to really uh, help them and push them towards following Jesus? Those are things that we have to consider. We think about that with work. And I remember when, when I worked in uh, the school system, you know, and just I, I remember thanking God for placing me in that place because I would I would have never been around those people if he had not done that and and there were so many fruitful conversations for that and um, and there were also times that I was irresponsible of that time and I had to I had to um, repent and, and ask for forgiveness for those things and just seeing that in in kind of like what you're saying Bobby like a personal one on one way I think also corporately as a as a church um, to remember that God is place the church um, and the church as plan A to reach the world with the gospel. Um, that is where um, the gospel goes forward. That's where people are trained. Um, I think about uh, Ephesians 3 and 4 that uh, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is made known in the heavenly places. And then in chapter 4, there's a specific gifting in the church of prophets and evangelists and teachers and shepherds and it's for what it's to equip the saints for the ministry it's it's to equip the saints to make disciples and all this is then for the purpose that we would not uh, that we wouldn't be like young children tossed to and fro by every uh, cunning and uh, false doctrine and so we we want to be a church that sees that opportunity uh, I think we've said this before, we don't want to be so much a place of, of come and see uh, type of church, like bring your friends so that they can get saved at church. We want to be a place, obviously we, we pray that God would save people in our church, but Amen, right. we, we want to be a place that equips believers Amen. to go make disciples. Yeah. And that's, that's really what the, I believe the church is called to do. Amen. Now, I'd, when you were talking about Timothy, that reminds me of Second Timothy uh, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, when Paul is writing to Timothy, and he says, You then, my, uh, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Right? Um, yes, it begins in the home. Yes, it begins with you. Yes, it begins and, and moves on into the church and is fulfilled and goes out as the gospel reaches the world. But um, Ultimately, God says, and and in a very real way, it starts with faithful men. Like, and and again, you know, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but where are you at? Where's the faithful men? Why are we not stepping up and leading our homes? We don't need to be hiding 
under our responsibility because our wife's so good at something. Stand up and take the calling that God has given you. Be faithful. Call others to be faithful. Teach young men what it means to be uh, men, what it means to treat other, treat women and others with a godly respect, and disciple them above this world. And let's watch our culture and our families and our churches and our world change. That's what happens when discipleship um, is occurring. The world changes. You know, other the world tries to make policies and make laws, and this is how they change the culture. The church, we just have children and raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And we watch God take over the world by faithful proclamation of the gospel and faithful discipleship. So, go ahead. Another thing you see there in Paul with Timothy and trusting it to other faithful men is you will know you're a a disciple by by making other disciples. Mm -hmm. Like disciples make disciples, make disciples, make disciples. And (laughs) That's, you know, look, look for that fruit in your life. And if, if you could ask yourself honestly, like, have I been a disciple maker in this past year, in this past month? Um, and the answer is just, you know, there's no fruit of that. Then, like, let's, let's honestly consider where our heart is and where our treasure is, what, is our, what it truly is our treasure. Because followers of Jesus are not just com- commanded, they're compelled to make disciples. It's um, we don't just, it's not just um, heartless obedience and it's, it's this joyful, it's, it's what Paul talks about in Romans 1. It's, a, it's an obligation, not like when my dad told me to take out the trash, not that kind of obligation. An obligation is like, oh, I, I'm like indebted to you because I know this treasure and know this worth. And so it's an obligation to share the gospel that we know is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. That's that's what disciples do. Amen. In, in 1 John, uh, I believe chapter 5, you know, uh, to love the Lord, to obey the Lord, um, and it's not burdensome to do so. Like we, like it, like what Johnny's saying, it's so, um, it's so uh, peaceful, it's so joyful to serve the Lord and to uh, pour into other people uh, the words of Christ and then to um, uh, love and lead your family, you know, as men, like that's, that's when I, I know personally when I, when I learned to, uh, do that, like it, it was such, it's, it, and it still is, it's such a joy to just, um, pour into my own family, uh, the words of Christ. And that's, I would encourage, um, uh, as, as my brother Aaron just pointed out, men, be men. Be men and love and lead your families, lead your wife, lead your children, and pour into them. When, you're, when your wife or your children, let them know that you're praying for them. Let them and pray for them. Let, let them know how important God's word is. And you, you let them know how important God's word is. And guess what? The, the words of Christ will all be, also be important for them when they see that it's important for you. I would encourage all men uh, to uh, make a stand, not only for their families, but also for their church. Um, we need to be protective of our churches. We need to uh, be uh, loving on others as Christ loved us, just as we're commanded to do. And I, I, I believe, I 
personally believe men are to lead the way in that. I mean, we're we're in this building a fraction of time, you know, for the, for a week. Right. And so we, you know, what what we were what we're saying here is that the majority, the overwhelming majority of discipleship is happening outside of your local church. That's right. And Johnny, you said the word. This is where you come to be equipped to go make disciples. And so, you know, that's a that's a challenge to to men, to women, to everyone to step up and and don't just rely. It's easy. It's a you know the running joke is well you know we pay the pastors to do that kind of thing, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to anything church related, yeah. And that you know that's just not the case, right? Well, I think I think what's sad and <clears throat> there's there's definitely I'm not I'm not knocking the whole thing completely because we Johnny and I I know have had many discussions in regard to this, but uh, I think part of the rise of the whole um, office of a youth pastor has been because there has been no discipleship at home, um, sadly. And, and I do think, again, I'm, not, I'm just not knocking all that because there are those who don't have it. And, and where else do you want them to go? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have someone ready, you know, for your kids to lead and guide them. But what we should be doing in the church is equipping the families you know, if it's a single mom or, you know, it's a dad, to go out and lead. Because like you said, what are we going to do? We're going to take about an hour. The crazy, crazy, crazy people are faithful for about two and a half because they come on Wednesday. Um, So those those wild people got two and a half hours of church. Um, And then a lot of times, you know, what are we doing with them then? You know, we got the kids coloring pages, you know, or watching Netflix. Or, you know, are we teaching them Christ? Are we pouring the gospel in them? And are we being consistent with what's happening at the house? If it's not, we're not going to overcome the world. There's no chance. There's too much of the world. You know, if, and you parents need to understand, all of us, that that just doesn't, that just doesn't add up. You know, if you're more interested in the practice, you know, of little Jimmy playing baseball, and you're not, you know, obviously the whole, you know, the saying we use all the time that Vody says, if I teach my son how to hit a baseball and not to trust the Lord and follow Jesus, then I've failed him. Because let's face it, how many of our kids are going pro in anything, you know? But what are we preparing their hearts to deal with? What are we preparing their souls for? Are we leading family discipleship? Are we, are we praying with our kids? Are we opening the word in front of them? Are they seeing daddy pray for them and cry for them and plead for their souls and love on them? Um, the reason why a lot of times is because we have discipled them, like we said, just away from Christ. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it is, it's time to step up, like you guys have said. Um, you know, there's tons of organizations out there, worldly, secular organizations that are willing to scoop up those who are from broken homes or, uh, you know, children with unbelieving parents. They'll scoop them up and disciple them in whatever they want and, you know, the church has failed to be the ones who step in and, and scoop those children up or those those single parents or uh, those who are, you know, wandering or astray. And so they've definitely got some work to do. Um, as we're wrapping up with some time, any final thoughts from the panel here? Well, I just I just think Romans 10, man. Uh, how are they going to hear without a preacher, you know? How are they going to go unless they're sent? And how does all that happen? How does the gospel go out? By faithful, faithful discipleship. 
um, as you as you close out with every episode, Bobby, find a church that preaches the Bible. It doesn't have to be Eden Chapel. Uh, you may not even be able to come here. Um, do not do church online, but find a church that you can go to in person where people will hold you accountable, who love you enough to do so. Guess what? Imperfectly, you know, they're not, they're not going to be Jesus perfectly, so give some grace, but go to a place to where they preach the Bible, where they'll love you enough to hold you accountable, to check in on you, and to love you, and walk, walk in the fullness of life, which is in faithful discipleship, leading others and being led to Jesus Christ. And, and I think, again, this is how we change the world as Christians. We raise up faithful families who go out and proclaim the truth, and we watch the world change around us. Yeah, I would encourage people to just find someone to have a Bible study with. Uh, find a friend, uh, you know, someone at school, someone at work. You know, again, pour into someone the words of Christ. Uh, we, God, you were bought and paid for at a price, and it wasn't just to... Um, sit around and do it and do nothing. We, we were commanded to go out and make disciples uh, 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 throughout the world. So, you know, find someone to, to pour into. Someone, find someone to, uh, you know, have a Bible study with. It's, it's, it's really, uh, I know it sounds simple, but it is, you know, that simple. You know, actually do something. Don't just sit there. Yeah, and... I mean, echo everything. What G's saying, find someone. The quickest someone you can find is your family. Love love your spouse, love your children, love your parents. Um, get serious about gathering around the table and opening up the Word of God and worship Jesus in the home. And so, um, and trust that God will be faithful to use that. <laughs> you know, there, there are many moments where I'm thankful for my mom and dad one of the most prominent that I'll never forget is um, my mom in a time of uh, distress in, in her life. Um, you know, I was kind of concerned for her health, and, and the one thing she wanted to make sure that happened was we all got down and, uh, on our knees in the floor and, and prayed. And it was just this beautiful moment where um, at that time, uh, three of my siblings, because two were moved out, but uh, just on the floor in our living room praying. Um, praying for the situation. And those little moments, man, they just mean the world. And, and uh, I know God is faithful to use them. And so uh, if, you're, if you're not sure where to start, <laughs> start with those right around you. It, it's, uh, you know, uh, might be the hardest group to disciple. Uh, but, uh, man, if, if you can disciple your family, you can disciple anyone. I truly believe that. Thank you guys for that. Um, Listener, we just we challenge you to, like Johnny was saying, start at home, and and you know maybe you're maybe you're doing that, and you want to reach out and and take it a step further. Reach out to your to your pastors at your church or the pastors here at Eden Chapel. You know maybe there's someone that that we can get you in contact with um, to be faithful to what God has called us to do. So, uh, Pastor G, will you close us in prayer, please? Absolutely. Father God, we just thank you so much for all the blessings you give us each and every day, God, that we uh, at times take for granted, Lord. We're, there's just so much that you uh, give us each and every day. Just 
the very breath that we draw, Lord, is an act of your grace, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this time that we've had as uh, men to be able to just uh, uh, lift up your name, Lord, to, uh, to honor you, to glorify you through your word, uh, through what you've given us to know more about you, Lord. I pray that it not only helps us to walk closer with you, but all those who are listening, Lord, I just pray uh, that you uh, just be with them, Lord, to uh, and, uh, open up their hearts and minds to receive what you would have for them, Lord, uh, not only uh, uh, here at Eden Chapel, but uh, just uh, wherever your word can be spoken, Lord, I just pray that you uh, that you are just lifted up, and that you are uh, people uh, put you uh, in the place that you are meant to be, and that's first in our lives, Lord, in all areas of our lives. And Lord, I, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this day, and I thank you for this group of men, Lord. Uh, may everything we do be to your honor and to your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on the EC Podcast. If you do not have a church family, you can join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. If you are outside the area, we encourage you to find a Bible-believing church for fellowship and worship. Until next time, God bless.